The Empathy with Figs podcast and Who Are You in Love interview series are not to be confused with individual or couples psychotherapy. In this podcast, I provide coaching and content for informational and entertainment purposes only. Listening or watching this podcast cannot replace the specialized training and professional judgment of a mental health care provider. If you are experiencing a medical or psychiatric emergency, please call 911 or reach out to your medical doctor. You know, all these behaviors, that, as you just were saying, like, you know, you're judging them as you don't take care of yourself and you're not going to take care of me. And now I'm angry with you and now I'm going to tell you all the things you're not doing. And you said you wanted to go to gym. And are you going to the gym? No. Right. Like all that way of being that you judge yourself about. Right. And I hope you don't mind, like, you know, acting you out a little bit. Right. But but like but then you judge yourself for that. But then we find out we find out. Those worst behaviors that you judge yourself for, you're only doing them because you love, you love your husband so much, right? He is so important to you that the thought, you get a hint in the kitchen on a Saturday evening that, holy crap, what if he's not going to be here forever? What if we're not going to be in that bed together forever? That you get scared and you get sad that I could lose you and I don't ever want to lose you. Now, come here. That may be harder to feel, but holy shit, that is beautiful. Your worst behaviors that you feel guilty about, come here. They're just a signpost to like, look how much I love you. I got scared again. I just got scared again that I could lose you. Now, why in the name of God would anybody feel guilty about that? What would you be doing feeling guilty about? You are so important to me. I don't want to lose you. Welcome to Empathy with Figs. I'm Figs, your relationship expert and couples therapist to help you feel more connected in your relationship. So today is the very first interview in my Who Are You In Love series. I'm really excited about this series. I don't know if it's going to work, but basically I'm going to try and help people explore who are they when it comes to love. What's their story of love? What kind of feelings and thoughts and instinctive responses that they have when they're in magical moments in the relationship, but also when you're in those really tough moments of disconnection. So my very first brave interviewee is Marisa Gaudi. And Marisa is a fellow storyteller, a magic maker, a word crafter, who helps therapists and healers be able to tell meaningful stories in the world and impact people to help them heal. She lives in New York with her husband, Bear, and her two kids. And you can find her at marisagaudi.com. Hi, Marisa. Hi, Figs. How are you? I am so good. Thank you so much for being willing to come on the show. I'm really excited. Thanks for inviting me. So welcome. Well, look, I love being on your show and the practice of being seen with Rebecca and you guys were so fun to talk to. I couldn't help but like, you know, return the favor and put you in the hot seat. <laughs> um, so, 
So, so you know, I, I did tell you a little bit about what we're going to talk about today, right? So the, the, this show, the empath, empathy with figs, and the particular series that oh, this will be the very first interview with you. So you're very brave. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Is like, who are you in love? Mm. So that's the question we're going to be exploring. And so as an attachment focus you know, couples therapist and relationship coach, I help people explore this question all the time, right? Who are you in love? Like, what does love and relationship mean to you? And what are the feelings and the thoughts and the judgments and perceptions of yourself and your partner, your longings? And like, what are your like hard held beliefs, given your experience to date, that really shape who you are? when you're in relationship. So, so I'm like, this is like, again, it's going to be a bit of an experiment. We're going to see if we can explore all of those questions with you today. Great. Great. How's that sound? It sounds really fabulous because I actually love big, scary, hairy, multifaceted questions. It's what I do. So wonderful. I mean, cause when you asked me that, I was like, well, wait a minute, which way does he mean that? And then I just kind of started deconstructing it in different directions. And based on the introduction you just gave, that sounds like that's fully appropriate and a good way to look at Ab it. Absolutely. I mean, that's why I love this question, who are you in love? Because it does leave uh, a lot open for interpretation. Mm. And that's what I want. Obviously, again, like as, as a, you know, couples therapist, relationship expert, quote unquote, um, I have my own idea what's most important for people to really know about themselves. But I, I don't want to just like learn more about what I already believe to be true. So I really want to get to learn from you, like what really feeds you, right? What really like touches you in matters of love. And and of course, the reason I wanted you on the show is when you and I spoke on the practice of being seen, we spoke a lot about how do we help people form a new narrative, a new story of themselves, and a new story of what love and relationship is all about. And of course, then more specifically about their own, you know, partnership if they're if they're actually in a long term relationship right now. So, so let me, let me ask you, so the first question I have for you, yeah. right, Mar Marissa, is when you think about love and relationship over the course of your life, is there any particular moment or memory that really stands out for you that captures the essence of when you feel most loved or most cared for or most secure within relationship? As you'll find about me in the course of the conversation, I'm a both and kind of person. So if you ask me for just one, I'll be like, well, can I give you two? <laughs> and, you know, I was Love thinking it. about this question and I was realizing that this, the, that the scene is always the same and it's the, always going to be the king size bed. And it's mm. either going to be when there's four of us in there or there's two of us in there. And they're just those very different for me senses of what love and belonging and relationship is. Sometimes it's, my husband and I and our two girls, and sometimes yeah. it's just the two of us. And, um, you know, we have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. So certainly over the last seven years, we've discovered there's two really different stories about right. what it's like to be in love. 
Absolutely, right? So if I get it, you're saying like there's the you and your husband story and the two of you snuggled up in like your king-size bed together. And then there's also you and your husband and your two girls as one family unit in love and snuggled up together. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I totally relate to those two images, right? Myself, right? As you know, I, I know you read my, you know, um, what was it called again? The Place I'll Go Before I Die, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where I kind of think of that same place of going to bed every night with my wife and my daughter, Grace, and us all being snuggled up together. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. So what happens for you right now, even just as you share that image with me? It seems like it touched you to even think about it right I, now. I, mean, I think part of it goes back to being a kid because I remember crawling in bed with my mom and dad, my sister and I, so, you know, being in there. And they had a double bed, so it was a lot crowd, more crowded. But, you know, that, that's life in the 80s opposed to now. And um, I think there was that sense of whether my father ever spoke it out loud or it was just kind of known, like those were his favorite times is when, you know, Sunday mornings, everybody would just kind of all crawl in together. And, you know, I remember like my little sister trying to pronounce words for the first time and, you know, yeah. saying Hippocipian Missipotamus <laughs> instead of Mississippian Hippopotamus. And like, I yeah. have that really set vision of that moment. And then now when it's my own family and saying like, oh, we get to do this again. And, you know, in my Incredible. case, I'm really, really fortunate to have had a really beautiful family and growing up and knowing that, like, wow, if I can replicate the same thing for my kids, we're doing it right. Right. And you're doing it right. Yeah, that's a big deal. Right. Just to be able to take a moment to stop and really appreciate. Look, I've recreated this loving container with my own family that I so appreciated that I had it when I was little. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's really special image to have, right? Of your the family bed as a child, and now you've recreated it for your own family. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. So, so let me. So, so I have like a bunch of little bits of information that I like to try and find out from someone, so I can really get a sense of who they are when the rubber meets the road, mm -hmm. right? And so, so like, it's so good to have a sense of what really matters to you. What's that place you try, you really want to get back to yeah. when you're in a moment of conflict mm. with your love. Mm -hmm. And what's your husband's name? Mike. Mike. Okay. Just so I could refer to him as Mike versus husband. husband. I do refer husband. to him as husband often, actually, but you know, well, I've dated that, a lot of Mikes in my time, and so well, that I, makes it easy and horrible in some ways. I never, I mean, if I if I call him Mike, he knows I'm mad <laughs> <Right>. at him. <laughs> Ooh, okay, so it's Mike. Well, that's good because that's what we want to talk about a little bit, right? Right. So we want to talk about so this what really happens inside of you, and how do you act and behave when you're in a moment of conflict? Right. Like when you're in a moment where we're not in the family bed. Right. And I'm thinking about like, do you know that kid story, Stickman? Oh, Stickman, where are you? You know, where are you? Oh, Stickman. No. And it's a great bit. It's a great bit. It's a great story for kids. And it's like poor old Stickman has gotten lost. and He's left the family tree and he's doing everything he can to get back to the family tree. 
And in relationship, in some ways you could think of, right, the family bed, we need to get back to that place, right, where we feel connected again. And I mean, like, it's so lovely, right, that Sunday morning feeling we're all in bed together. But what happens is we get disconnected momentarily. And it sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. When you're in one of those disconnected places, right, what are your typical judgments of Mike? So here's what I mean by that. Like, like, you know, when you're in a fight, you have kind of more prevalent than other kind of ways that your eyes narrow and you go, you. <laughs> you know what you are? You're... And, you know, it's mm -hmm. a personal question. So, like, take your time. Well, you know, I kind of feel like it's it's a continuum of my own story in the sense that if my best moment is, like, imagining yeah. what it was like to be a little kid with my parents, I look yes. at my husband and imagine some of his worst moments as what it was like to be a little kid with his parents. And, right. And um, I, I admit I have a lot of judgment about the way they ran their family and the way they treated their kids. And... um. I think I sometimes probably go there into those old stories opposed to even hearing what is going on in the moment. Sure. Opposed to even knowing like, like Mike and I are not arguing about X, Y, or Z, but I'm having an argument with his mother and she's not actually here. Right. Yeah. Because so what are some of the ways that like, so, so let me ask you this. What is a typical moment of disconnection between you and Mike like how does it start and when I say disconnection like a fight an argument yeah. whatever you call it where you're just at odds with each other like what happens I mean it's usually because we're exhausted but I think we're almost always Wait, exhausted right, right. so it's like okay you, you kind of like can and can't include that on the table but it's like it's always a sure. factor but sometimes it's really a factor right and right. Um, absolutely and it's usually around like the not enoughness, you know, like there's not enough money, there's not enough time, there's not right. enough, you know, there's too much clutter and not enough storage or, you know, there's too right. much, you know, there's no decent food in the fridge, but there's a bunch of crappy shit all over the counter, like, you know, whatever it is. And, um, and so, cause I think almost all of our fights happen in the kitchen. Like that's just where that's the portal. Um, and so let me, let me ask you this, right? So if, uh, let's say, a fight happens in the kitchen, let's imagine we're in your kitchen right now and you're both in there, who typically gets triggered first? I mean, you know what I mean by triggered? Like, who's the one that, like, feels a moment of, ugh, first? I would say that I, I can tell that Mike is quietly doing the, ugh, and I do the, yeah. hey, what's wrong? Hey, what's going on? Right. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. And and he, you know, I, I, his nickname, I call him Bear. You know, I start poking the so, bear because the bear is getting right. grumblier and grumblier. And he's just doing, right. dishes. He's doing dishes. Yeah. And he's going to keep doing so, those dishes as long as he needs to to keep away from me <laughs> and my questions. Right. So you, it seems like he's trying to stay away from you, mm -hmm. right? Okay, he's trying to stay away from you. He's grumbling inside, and you're you notice there's something up, and you're starting to ask him like, "Hey, what's up? What's up?" And I love that expression. You're like poking, poking the bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how does he respond to you if you like, quote unquote, are poking the bear? I mean, I think he'd probably be happy to leave well enough alone. 
but we've been living together right. for 14 years now and he kind of knows that's right. not going to be an option. Um, and so often I'm kind of realizing one of the most common themes, what we're arguing about would be that, um, you know, I run my own business. I am somebody yeah. who, you know, my, my, my spiritual, my healing work that I do takes me out of the house and my own training and my, my self care, the stuff that I do, you know, Absolutely. Like I'm working on a book. I'm always reading four books. Like, you know, there's yeah. these, that's me and that's who I am in our relationship. And my husband is an electrical engineer who really does a great job of doing the dishes. And he is like our rock and our support system. Yeah. And, um, you know, he doesn't do anything remotely like what I do in terms of like, no, yes. I, I get four weekends a year and I'm gone and I'm going to go do this. And this is what I have to do to be sane. Like he doesn't right. allow himself that that's not built into wow. the fabric. And so he doesn't do the self care thing. He went for a walk this weekend though. Wow. He went for a Good. hike in Good the woods. Start. I said, we are about to go get in the car and drive to my grandfather's for dinner in New Jersey. You are going to go, right. please go take a hike and have an hour just away yeah. from us, not with us, because we're right. pain in the neck in the woods. I'd yeah. love to go, but you get to go, yeah. like walk around the lake alone. Um, right. So I think so many of our arguments come from the fact that it's like, oh, ooh, Maurice has been uh, taking too much or pushing too far or just, you know. Right. Been You're not available. You're not necessarily available for all the, the jobs and chores or keeping the house. Right. Because you're because you're looking after yourself and looking after your business as a business owner and reading and right and doing right. the Marisa things that you know yeah. um, I don't think I go it, it's just it's all that the reciprocity and keeping things in balance yeah. right and if one partner isn't as much doing much for himself because he doesn't feel he can yeah it feels harder to do anything for yourself. And so I right. think when we, most of our arguments come over like, uh oh, I think that I haven't been, you've been cleaning the kitchen too many, too often, or, you know, we've been, I've been asking for too much. Right. Does that make sense? So you, so it totally makes sense that you, th like, so you could see him as being, as being kind of really not looking after himself and not really like, Maybe and then feel guilty inside yourself that maybe he's you're doing all these other things on top of the fa of family life, and he's really just being this solid, you know, rock. Um, how does that play out between the two of you then in a moment like that? Um. I mean, I think part of it, too, is the recognizing, like, I, so I'm feeling guilty, right, that he's the rock. And then I'm also yeah. feeling mad that I'm feeling guilty that I did the thing that I knew yeah. I had to do in order to stay sane. Like, ah. Totally. Um, so, Some, like, impossible situation, right? Yeah. And, but, you know, when both between what I've learned from Rebecca over a lot of time and then when you came yeah. on our podcast, like, that whole kind of idea of being able to do the repair faster and recognize what's happening a bit faster. Like, so in Absolutely. terms of the play out, like, I think we recognize that as our ground rule now of like, yes. Oh yeah. There's it's whether it's about self care, it's about that lack of balance and we can yes. kind of see it coming and say like, Hey, yeah. you know, like, uh -oh. I do, I do. <laughs> but let me be like, so here's the thing though, right? Yeah. Before the repair, here's the part I'm just trying to get a sense of. And I know this is a really hard question to answer in, in many ways. So 
when you're really in the thick of like you're not getting each other you're missing each other or like you know you're feeling guilty you but you had to do this thing you had to take care of yourself or you'd go insane right and, and you know bear is like you know but like come on it's too much and and like you like it just isn't getting better immediately in the midst of that moment in the midst of that like the messy place right Mm. that messy place that we don't want to be in Mm. what would be your kind of the story that comes up in your head that, you know, that bear fella, he's he's too much of this or he's too little of that. What would it be? What would the judgment be? You, you know what you are? You're. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it it comes to that, like, you don't care enough about yourself. And if you don't. And I, you know, my mom died of a heart attack at 60. And so, you know, as I have a husband in his mid-40s now, I start to get the little flimflams of like, wait a minute, you could have 15 years left. And so I start getting into this real, um, if you don't take care of yourself, you're not taking care of me and the kids either. Right. And I start to panic because life seems really short and... Totally. shit. So... (laughs) So let me, so yeah, so you end up then like, like if, if, if he is only working on the house and only doing his electrical engineering job, then you get worried that something terrible could happen. Like he could end up, you know, having a heart attack or like, you know, and you really need him. Right. Right. Like you guys said, like he has to be part of that family bed. Yeah. Right, he has yeah. to be there for that image to be, you know, that long for place of love and connection to happen. Okay, so you can see him as someone that is like, you don't care about yourself, and if you don't care about yourself, then you're not going to be able to be here for me mm. and our girls, right? Which are extensions of you, right? Our children, really, right? Okay. Just extensions of herself, emotionally speaking. Um, so. How do you feel in a moment like that? I know you said you get panicked. Like when it's in this moment where you feel like, you know what, you don't care to care of yourself and that means you're not caring enough about us. You're not caring about yourself. You're not caring about us. I know you said you're panicking. And then I get stuck between, it involves talking too much, like no matter what. Yeah. Um, and it's somewhere between anger and needing to fix it. So it's this right. like, let me give you all these ideas for how to prioritize exercise. Like, just right. shut up, Marisa. Like, so not helpful. Like, not going to be helpful in a moment when we're getting along. <laughs> Never mind right. the middle of a fight. Um, totally. So so just slow down just even with that, right? Yeah. So let me see if I get it, right? Something happens and then it tri- because you have this experience and like you, you get really scared of that you could lose your, your husband. If, if you get an, a glimpse of him not caring for himself and you know how much self-care is for you, mm-hmm. you can see him as like, if you don't care for yourself and like we could lose you, then like you don't really care for us. And I get panicked because what if you're not here? And so I kind of get frustrated and angry and then I I'm torn between, right, I'm either going to try and fix it immediately, like give advice, or what's the other thing you said you do? You're either going to give advice. Or just kind of keep laying on the anger. 
because I think I go to the advice to try to find a fast solution. Because right. And when you say layering on the anger, like what is that actually, how would layering on the anger play out? Like what, is it lo- like what are the kind of things you would say? Probably reflecting back exactly what he knows about himself in terms of like, you know, okay, physically, you know, you want to be here, but you're there. And right. you set this goal in January, but look, it's April. Right. Like just holding up the meanest possible mirror ever, because in a way it's right. like, well, you said this, it's true. Ooh, not helpful. Well, yeah, but so, and you just, that was the other thing you just told me again, right? And you judge yourself, right? Mm. For doing it. Mm-hmm. But, but look, it totally makes sense. And I love that you're able to like source inside yourself what the fear is, right? I don't want to lose you, right? right. You're so important to me that if I take a moment that comes up where it seems like you're not taking care of yourself, I can get word you're not going to be here. And yes, then I start to panic inside and I can be angry. And then when I get angry. I just can't help myself but try and fix it to try and help you take care of yourself. And in the process of doing that, I actually kind of end up and I feel bad about myself afterwards that I realize I did this, but I end up kind of criticizing you and pointing out all the things you're not doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that hard to hear that reflected back to you like that? Uh, hard, but I admit it's nothing. It's not something I haven't thought of myself before. Right. But yeah, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's. Because that's not the last thing any of us need, right? We want like I do you do something for somebody out of love, and you end up giving them uh, the opposite, yeah. you know? Well, um, yeah, but look, but let's be clear. You again, you 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 got it in a nutshell. The only reason you end up acting that way is because you got scared. You got scared. Did you? You what if? What if Bear's not going to be here in the future? So come here. Like, of course, you're going to freak out. It's like the, the most important image is me and you in this bed together and our and our girls together. Right. And I just had a moment of a glimpse of a life without you. Well, for flip's sake, if you don't get angry and start like, you know, desperately trying to fix things in a situation like that, you wouldn't be human. Right. Now, like, so it totally makes sense you would behave that way. Yeah. Right. Now, I imagine it doesn't land that well on Bear. No, no, no. It's hard for him. Right? He, he has he has yet to ever hear that conversation and go hit the treadmill. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, that's why I love that. I love that you know, right? That even though it makes sense that I would kind of get panicked and I could get angry and I could try and fix it, right? That it just that behavior, that reactive behavior I have when I'm actually really scared that I could lose you. Like, what if you're not going to be here? Here, it doesn't actually help, right? But but because you're a human being and because love and connection mean so much, you're not going to be able to stop doing that completely, mm-hmm. right? So 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 that's great, right? Like you know, just you have a really good awareness of what you do and why you do it. So so let's talk about like like the, that deeper part just for a moment, right? And what I mean by the deeper part is so underneath. And you already touched on this, right? Underneath the I'm angry with you and I'm going to point out all the ways you're not taking care of yourself and thus you're not going to be able to care for us. And why don't I give you some suggestions to fix this problem right now, right? Underneath all of that, what is it you're longing for deep down inside that you're not getting in that moment that must be so important to you that you're kind of freaking out a little bit? 
what is it that's not here that is so important to you in a moment like that? I mean, I, no one can promise immortality, but I'd like to at least be I, sitting old, you know, be very, sitting very old on our front porch, you know, in rocking yeah. chairs and totally. knowing that the story is going to go on further than I can imagine, you know? Right. Yeah. You really don't want to lose them. Yeah. 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 Well, how beautiful. Right. Isn't this so crazy? Right. So like you're like, quote unquote, the worst behaviors that you judge yourself for mm -hmm. are all born out of I guess I get scared if you're not taking care of yourself that I could lose you. And I want to see our story continue forever together. Right. And if I get a glimpse that it's going to end. Yeah. You panic. Right. Yeah, of course. So look, when you're in that moment where you're just longing, I just want to feel connected to you forever. Mm -hmm. And you have that moment where like it look, uh oh, maybe it's not going to happen. Right. Like you, you know, you see him not taking a walk, not doing anything, just washing dishes. Right. And like and you get and that panicky feeling sits in and we know you get angry. But what do you think that deeper down accompanying feeling is to. I just had an image of a future where you're not here. If you're not taking care of yourself, you're not here. Mm. What does that feel like deep down inside of you? When you're in that place of what if you're not going to be here in the future? I'm just trying not to cry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's sad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... um. You know, it's interesting. I'm just thinking about how it's like, oh, God, it's just like taking just some fight on a Saturday evening in the kitchen and making it real. Right. And, and that in and of itself is really scary. You know, I think. So say more about that. Help me understand that, what you mean by taking a fight on a Saturday afternoon in the kitchen and making it real. That, you know, I, I think what I'm hearing from you is kind of that sounds like a you know, be able to say like the reason why we're fighting is that I care about you so much and I'm so afraid that this, that you, you know, you've got an expiry date and our relationship has an expiry date and that panics me and bringing right. it to, um, because I'm afraid you're going to die is harder than the fight in certain ways in a way that that right. honesty is really, really hard to go there. It's like, that's why I'm really upset. Oh God, right. it'd be better if we were just arguing because you never fold the laundry the right way, you know? Um, right. So I well, think, uh, that, or go on. Yeah, I don't know. So I think I, I if that's, yeah, I, I, no, you go ahead. Cause I don't know if that's, I'm not sure what you were inviting me well, to go with that. Cause well, like, eh, that's well, the hard place to go. Right. Exactly. That's the hard place to go. And this is the right. So, and, and in some ways this is this, you know, shifting the narrative that we talked about mm. is that, you know, all these behaviors that, as you just were saying, like, you know, you're judging them as you don't take care of yourself and you're not going to take care of me. And now I'm angry with you and now I'm going to tell you all the things you're not doing. And you said you wanted to go to gym. And are you going to the gym? No. Right. Like all that way of being that you judge yourself about. Right. right? And I hope you don't mind, like, you know, acting you out a little right. bit. Right. right. But, but like, but then you judge yourself for that. But then we find out, we find out 
those worst behaviors that you judge yourself for, you're only doing them because you love, you love your husband so much, mm. right? He is so important to you that the thought, you get a hint in the kitchen on a Saturday evening that, holy crap, what if he's not going to be here forever? What if we're not going to be in that bed together forever? Mm. That you get scared and you get sad that I could lose you and I don't ever want to lose you. Right. Now, come here. That may be harder to feel, but holy shit, that is beautiful. Right. Your worst behaviors that you feel guilty about, come here. They're just a signpost to like, look how much I love you. I got scared again. I just got scared again that I could lose you. Now, why in the name of God would anybody feel guilty about that? What would you be doing feeling guilty about? You are so important to me. I don't want to lose you. I just got scared. Well, when What's you, that like? When you put it that yeah. way. <laughs> right. Right? Um, yeah. What happens when you hear me reflect that back to you right now? It doesn't necessarily make the... Um, but what if he doesn't still fix it? If he knows this is how I really feel. And he doesn't, still doesn't fix it. I think Absolutely. that's what kind of keeps coming. Because like, yeah, it's beautiful and it's wonderful. And this is how much I care. But I, I think you knew that. And another month might go by and another month. And ah, right. it's not about well, me. <laughs> right. Well, so, so there you go. So that's good. It's good to notice, right, that you, you look, there's these two parts of you, mm -hmm. right? If you don't mind me reflecting it back to you, there's the part of you that is actually, I just, love being close to you and connected to you and I need you and if I don't have that feeling I get real sad and scared mm. right yeah. and that's a part of you that's able to stay in and feel the sadness and scared of losing you mm. but because those feelings are so difficult right to sit in you very you jump quickly to the panic, right? The like, and 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 but you knew this, and and what are you doing about it? And what are you going to do next? And and I have to keep talking, right? Right. <laughs> and so, so and so that's the part of you that then asks. The part of you that asks for something to change is the part of you, the panic one, right? The but but look, you know, like you're not taking care of yourself, and how are you going to be there? And you said you wanted to be somewhere else by now, and you're not there. So it's that second part of you, reactive panic part of you, that does the communicating in a fight. Mm, and right. so all I'm saying, right, is just to invite you to consider is it's this other part of you, especially because it's so hard to feel it, mm -hmm. especially because it's so vulnerable, that may be the part of you that he will really be able to hear and really be able to take in actually she's not just angry and pissed off with me because i don't take care of myself she's not just on my case she's just so in love with me she cares so much about us being together she gets really really scared of losing me oh right that's very, very different, yeah. right? That's very different to be able to ask from that place of I'm so, I get so sad and scared at the thought of you not being here. 
I just had a moment again in the kitchen on Saturday night where it touched that place inside me where I get real sad. I got real scared. Right. All right. That's a very different conversation. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So what happens when, again, how are you doing hearing me say that to you? It makes a lot of sense. I just kind of keep hearing, you know, it just takes a lot of trust, right? To trust that, okay, I can, I can show you the, the, I love the loving, vulnerable, this is how I feel, opposed to relying on my words. Cause that's what, where I fall, I would fall back to and say, well, there's, Totally. There's no solution in love because he hasn't fixed it yet. He knows I love him and he hasn't fixed it. And instead, the totally. fast talking me says, but there must be another way he, sh you know, this instead of that. And yeah, so I'm hearing you completely. And it's just understanding like, okay, there's the trust that just says that is the way forward. Is that through love rather than through solutions? Well, so look, you have. So here's what here's what I would. Here's what I hear you tell me, right? Like, Marisa is a person that love and connection is so important to her, mm. right? It just means so much to her to feel connected and, like, for you to be in that, like, family bed. And when you get any hint that it'll come to an end, you get scared. And it's really sad. Mm. That's... A beautiful, beautiful thing. Right. But because those feelings are so painful, you start to panic and you react mm -hmm. to try and somehow make those feelings go away. But the way that you react to make those feelings go away by your own admission actually have never, ever resulted in your husband somehow changing his behavior right. or even like, you know, that you feel really heard and understood, right? That like just why you're talking the way you are using your words. So look, here's the, you know, the good news, bad news. You're probably not going to be able to stop panicking in moments when you get really scared that you're going to lose your relationship at some point in the future. Right. right? But of course, because it just means so much to you. Mm. So it's always a retroactive diagnosis. And what I mean by that is we're always trying after the fact that we've had a moment where we panicked and we tried to fix things and we tried to point out to bear, <laughs> right, what you should do. But then hopefully there's five minutes later, 10 minutes later, a week later, we have a realization, mm, I just did that thing I do again every time I panic mm. because deep down inside I'm just scared of losing you because you mean so much to me that we just get there eventually. Right. It's not that you somehow will miraculously stop doing your 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 version of panic we all have our panic we all have our way of reacting and you have yours and then but we realize it comes from this beautiful beautiful longing to be loved and held in your family forever that's how much it means to you and that then again that you're going to be able to share that with them eventually right and then you'll you'll panic again and you'll try and fix it 
and then you'll get to do this reverse engineering back to, oh, it's just I got scared again. <laughs> and I did that thing I do, didn't I? Yeah. And he's doing his own thing. And I love it. You kind of described it, you know, and if he was here, we could talk about it. When he's in his version of a panic, he washes the dishes even better. Mm-hmm. Like oh, you're yeah. saying, right? Oh, yeah. like there are you, no right? crumbs behind that toaster. No problems, right? <laughs> so he's doing his own thing. He's doing his own thing to survive a moment of panic, right? He's doing his own thing to survive a moment where it looks like his his love is not really there for him the way he needs. Mm-hmm. Anytime you anticipate, right, you anticipate he's not going to be there for you in the future, the way you get scared and sad inside and then react to try and move away from those feelings is bound to now bring him into a place where his love is no longer here for him. Right. The person that he gets to be in the family bed for disappeared. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so he's, mm-hmm. and that must be really hard. Like if he's here, we could ask him, but it must be really hard. All of a sudden, this person that I love to snuggle with in bed in the morning turned into someone that's angry with me and telling me all these things I should do and why you said you'd be somewhere different in two months from now. It must be really hard. Right. And so no wonder then he becomes, quote unquote, as you say, avoidant or like starts washing the dishes even, even more. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So. So, but look, this is amazing, right? That it turns out, again, that these behaviors of yours when you're in a stuck place that you can judge yourself by and you can see like it's hard for bear, actually, they really are born out of this amazingly beautiful longing for you guys to be together forever because he means so much to you and you just get sad and scared. Right. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> It really is, right? That's amazing, right? That's just such a beautiful thing. So how are you doing just talking about this? How are you feeling going over it right now? I mean, it feels good, you know? I mean, I think it's, it, it also, you know, it's, it's the, the challenge of doing this when knowing other people will hear the process. And, um, you know, in and of itself, that's, you know, it's kind of the, the third person in the room is everybody on the Internet. Um, and knowing like, well, this is a pretty glamorous problem I brought up. It sounds like it's a really sweet little problem. I like this problem. I could deal with this problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. But legit, like it's legitimately is kind of what we, our biggest arguments are around. So I'm right. kind of just I'm, I guess I'm just enjoying that to say, like, you know what? We are pretty freaking solid. That if yeah. our biggest worry is this, oh, friggin' hey, we can deal with, you know, paying the mortgage and those other arguments, you know, like exactly. we can do that. Um, Absolutely. Because, yeah, you realize that your biggest, most recurring fight is only happening because you love each other that much right. that you get scared of losing him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, whoa, when we fight, all that's happening is I just got scared of losing you. Like. You know, that is evidence of love, like how important you are to each other. Mm -hmm. Nothing else going on. Right, right. And, you know, I get sometimes kind of swept up in, I've kind of referred to it as like the cult of divorce, that it's kind of part of your transformation is that your first marriage doesn't work out. And I've just, I've been in a lot of those situations with with women who are, you know, on the other side of a relationship not working and... um, Sometimes I guess honestly wondered, like, wow, is that just an inevitable part of of life? 
um, even though it wasn't my family experience or anything like that. And it's it's moments like this that kind of allow me to say, like, oh, no, that's not my story. I have a different right. story. Absolutely. And it's really... It's really beautiful. So just thank you for reflecting. So that. beautiful. Yes. Yeah. You have a solid, solid image of what love and connection means to you. You've created it. You've recreated it in your like your own family. And anytime you get a glimpse of losing it, it is scary and it hurts. Right. 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 Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That's not there's nothing to feel guilty about, right? That is the best part of who you are. It's the most wonderful, most lovable part of who you are. Mm. It's the part of you that deserves to be loved and cared for when you're sad and scared that you're going to lose Bear. Mm -hmm. right? And to give him an opportunity to be there and to love that part of you. And I just got sad and scared that I could lose you. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Well, thank you. That was really awesome for you to go through that process, like because it really is on that line, right, between you and I as buddies having a chat and then exploring these really deep emotional processes, right? Um, because love just matters that much, right? Right. It just matters so much. And it, I love that, like, you started off, like, with so, just being so honest about, like, this is what I do. I try and fix it. I'm all angry and stuff, right? But, like, it's just, like, it just comes from such a beautiful place inside you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. It's awesome. Oh, thank you. I mean, I just, I love what you're creating here, this opportunity to kind of just dive into something. Yeah real and and tiny and intimate and and just hold, giving that holding space it's like no I, I think it's okay that i shared this part of my shared yeah. life with my husband and um i think you're on to something really good here because i think we need oh, more I... of these stories that makes things thank you thank know. you maurice yeah. So, so is there anything you want like after going through this process of mm -hmm. like you know thinking about what it is that really matters to you and love and such a powerful image of the family bed and then kind of walking through just kind of this understanding of how you react when you're in a stuck moment with Bear and what the real underlying emotional motivators are. Like that it's, again, just this place where you just love them so much you get scared of losing them, mm -hmm. right? That's why you act that way. Like, is there anything else you think is you want to really that feels incomplete that you want to like add about the essence of who you are in love and relationship that feels important for me and the listeners to know? You know, as I'm just kind of hearing you say, you know, you, you repeated it in some beautiful ways. It felt like a kind of a chorus throughout this that, you know, uh -huh. we really matter to one another. And that's why where the fights are coming from. And it's just Absolutely. that you want to feel connected to each other. And um, I think in my own life, I, I tend to get busy. There's so much happening, you know, and it's so easy for us to take one another for granted. And yeah. um you know, it's a long way away from that first love story of how we got yeah, together. And, totally. and just kind of if having reflected back to me the degree to which, like, no, this life works the way that it does 
yeah. because he and I are who we are together. And um, yeah. I do a lot of journeying on my own professionally and spiritually and that sort of work where he doesn't mm-hmm. come with me. But right. um, that stuff doesn't work without him either. No, he's your, he's what, did, what did you call him? He's the rock, right? Yeah, we've always talked, he's the earth and I'm the air, you know, and right. I make sure that yeah. he, he takes a breath every now and again, and he makes sure that I keep my feet on the ground. Right. So wonderful, right? How could you do all that you do in the world without that rock to stand on, without that ground to stand on? I couldn't. And, but it's sometimes, yeah. it's, you, you don't, you, you forget you're walking on the, I mean, Absolutely. we all forget we're walking on the earth itself in that, yeah. the most literal sense. And it's, so it's really easy to forget a metaphor sometimes. Absolutely. And that's why fights can be so valuable because we get to do what you and I just did. And you guys get to do this with each other, right? Where we can remember what really happened and why the fight happened. Yeah. I just got scared. Right. I just started to hit that place where what if you're not going to be here? And you mean, you're my rock, you're my ground. What would I do without you? And I started doing that panicky thing I do. Mm-hmm. Right. It totally makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really beautiful. I love that. You're, he's the ground and you're the air. It's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. So that's awesome that you would join me and especially like just to be so honest and vulnerable. So really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Risa for coming on. Absolutely. I wish you all the best in this next adventure you're on. And to you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Empathy with Figs' very first Who Are You in Love interview. You gotta hand it to Marisa Gowdy for being so brave to come on and answer so honestly and vulnerably about who she is in love. So as I mentioned earlier, this is an experiment and I'm really excited about this Who Are You In Love interview series, but I wanna hear from you. What worked for you? What didn't work for you? Would you be interested in coming on the show? And getting curious with me about who you are in love? Is there someone that you think you'd like to hear them be on the show as a guest? Let me know. And believe me, just any criticism you have, good or bad, is, is, is welcome. And the other thing that I didn't mention in the show is I have created empathy.com, an empathy, that's E-M-P-A-T-H-I.com, is going to be a free digital process that you and your partner or just you on your own can go through together so you can learn in the comfort of your own home and in privacy, who are you in love? So check out empathy.com, sign up before we launch in May. We're going to, we're somewhere around May 20th. We're actually going to launch to the public. And so check out empathy.com. Stay tuned. The next podcast episode is going to come out in two weeks from now. Not even sure what the title is going to be because I just, whatever gets me excited in the next two weeks, I'll record. And, um, Thanks for listening. Find me on social media. Subscribe to this podcast. You can hear me next time. Okay. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Bye.